98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Burns and Gambo talk Diamondbacks baseball with a D-backs broadcaster, the Booth. It's Every Friday, we get a chance to talk Diamondbacks baseball. It's a lot of fun for us, especially when they're playing as well as they've been playing since the All-Star break. And joining us right now from Atlanta, Truist Park, where this afternoon the Diamondbacks will take on the Atlanta Braves in a game you can hear on ESPN 620. Team broadcaster Chris Garziola joining us here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Chris, how you doing, man? Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Guys, thanks for having me. This will be my last show because once I win the lottery, I'm just hightailing it oh, out of here. No. We're going to the beach. I've got uh, I've got a hundred and six me and eight friends, so eight total, twenty dollars each. We've got a hundred and sixty dollars worth of Mega Millions tickets for tonight. I can't wait for you to be co-owner of the Suns. We're gonna have a big year ahead of us. You know, I will tell you, we also had hundred and sixty dollars on it a couple, you know, last week, and we won ten bucks, and we had hundred and sixty dollars on it the second time. It was big, and we won fourteen. So we're three hundred and twenty dollars in, and we've won twenty-four. What's the final number? Isn't it like one point one billion? Oh my goodness! Well, this is definitely my last show then. <laughs> no, but, but you guys, what you don't understand, what you do, is that the New York Islanders have you both beat by a, a long shot. Have you seen what? how many tickets um, the Isler the Islanders have announced? They've partnered with Jack Pocket, a third party app that allows users to order state lottery tickets. If any of the twenty five thousand dollar tickets hits the big prize, um, the winnings will be shared. So they bought like twenty five thousand tickets. The Islanders did. Um, among how many people? Uh, I don't know, but it's it's. The, you don't the, want to share it with like five hundred people. I just worry you guys. I guess you will. I, you know, you've got all those people now diluting your chances of winning, which were like what fifteen percent before today, and and now they've taken a real big hit. I mean, the chances <laughs> of you winning this are so slim. Right, I, but you have lottery. You have Mega Millions tickets too. I think I have like ten. I swear. <laughs> okay, I think I have, but at least you I have a I shot. Have like tonight, you can shot. at least look. I have. I have a shot. I'll. I'll look. I'll check. Well, Chris, it was fun doing the segment with you. Congratulations on your retirement, and enjoy owning the. Phoenix Suns. Just in case you have to be back at work tomorrow, just in case, tell us what you've seen out of a team that has won five out of six since the All-Star break. I think it's a few things, but the biggest thing that jumps out to me is they finally found an identity that goes beyond what a manager tries to teach, and I think that's usually what the great young kind of nucleuses have. This is a scrappy team that's kind of identified some small balls, some hustle. They're trying to steal extra bases. They're trying to take the extra 90 feet, and they're no longer beating themselves, and we saw a lot uh, a lot of close games in the first half that would just slip through their fingers because of unforced errors. When they don't do that, they win. And I think that you've, you ran into a couple teams that are struggling a little bit out of the break in Washington and San Francisco, and this weekend will be a real test. I, 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 I texted Tori after the game the other day, and I said I love how you know, you're know you using speed to put pressure on the defenses. That safety squeeze was just an absolute thing of beauty. I loved it. I love. And he said, listen, you know, it's a weapon that, that, that needs to be used against, you know, you know, teams, you know, teams that aren't great defensively. So I love McCarthy has added so much to this team, but I love how they are bunting and moving runners over and stealing bases and using speed as a weapon to help them win games. You look at this roster construction, you look at the young players coming through this minor league system, that's what they're built on, right? Speed and aggression. And I think the real joy is that these players are taking it upon themselves. I mean, it's McCarthy not being told to drop a bunt down, but looking at the defense, seeing the third baseman playing a little bit deep, and he works on bunting, you know, before the game, and that's how he's able to execute during the game. 
Grave credit to the manager as well, because bunting was not something that I think that this regime was really all that big on, but it is so much fun to watch them do it and to do it well and to do it correctly and to see other teams scramble to defend it. I think this is going to be a recipe that sticks around for the second half. Well, Chris Carasiola, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo Show, he's with the team in Atlanta. They're going to take on the Braves about an hour from right now. Trade deadline looms. It's coming up on Tuesday. Our colleague, Steve Gilbert, all of our colleagues, uh, Steve Gilbert, um, wrote a story today. I'm looking at it on social media right now with some quotes from David Peralta getting emotional thinking about the trade deadline. You're with the team every single day. It's always an emotionally challenging time for a lot of players coming up to the deadline. For this team, have you noticed how it has impacted them with the deadline coming up, Chris? I don't think it affects anything in terms of on the field. I think actually once the game starts, the players can relax a little bit and, and they just feel like themselves. But even when I was working in the minor leagues, every time the trade deadline came up, whether players want to admit it or not, I think they're a little tense. I think they're checking their phones quite a bit. You obviously look at Peralta. This is the last year of his deal. You hear the expressions all the time, you know, sports, this is a business. you got to make business decisions. And for a player who's been so great and so popular, you do wonder if he is going to be moved to a contender at the deadline. It would make a lot of sense. Obviously, it depends on what the offer is coming back. I don't know how many deals the Diamondbacks are going to be able to make, as, as many as are being uh, rumored right now. But, yeah, it's going to be emotional. And guys, I think, are going to be a little bit nervous. So hopefully, I don't think it will, but hopefully it doesn't you know, transport itself onto the field here in the series opener. Chris, I'm going to basically take Merrill Kelly off the table. I just, the way he's pitched, I mean, he is, it, it is amazing how often he gives you six or seven innings. I mean, go look, the last time he didn't give this team six innings in a start, it was a long time ago. I think he's got nine straight starts now with at least six innings. I mean, he's so valuable to them. He's so important. I'm sure teams will call, but I do not see Mike Hazen just trading Merrill Kelly. You've got to have quality starting pitching, and he has been one of the best in baseball the last six weeks. No, and I think when you look at this team right now, one of the areas that they're missing is, is a little more depth in that starting pitching. Obviously, they've been trying to find a number five now, it seems like, for the entire season. You look at some of these top pitching prospects, and it is hard to pitch in Amarillo and in Reno with the elevation, but some of the numbers haven't been the most flattering. You know, I, I'm kind of with you. It's just one of those things where it would have to be a really heavy offer. You'd have to find a team desperate for a deep postseason run, maybe like Seattle, maybe the New York Mets. You know, if they really brought to you a king's ransom for a guy like Merrill Kelly, you'd have to entertain it, but but I'm with you. Merrill has been a staple in this rotation. He is reliable. He is durable. And damn, he's been really good the last couple of months. Chris Garagiola, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo Show. When talking about you know the, the team play overall, obviously it's been much improved over the last week since the All-Star break. Individually, and I've said this a few times, I, I don't know if there's a singular player that I've been happier to see have success than Carson Kelly. It, it's been a real rough go of it for a while now, but for the last month, month and a half, he started to look like that guy that can really force us to stop asking questions about the future of the catching position for the Diamondbacks. I don't know if that's going to stick for long term, but for now, we all needed to see Carson Kelly produce. How big of a relief has it been to see him put up the numbers he has? I think it's enormous for a few reasons. I think, number one, you look at the trade with, with Paul Goldschmidt, and he was such a key piece coming back for that. And if that trend to start the year where he was hitting I mean, just over 100 on the season, that trade looks really, really bad. Um, and 
You see now the difference, though. I mean, the exact opposite. What a force that this lineup is offensively when he's going right. And so now what this team has to try and figure out and evaluate is what's the real Carson Kelly and what does that offensive production look like? Because if it is a little bit closer to what we're seeing right now, this is a player that you can you can play every day. He can be in the heart of your lineup against lefties and righties. He's done a, a magnificent job in that leadoff spot against left-handers. I thought it was a little bit of a gimmick. You know, let's try and get him out of a slump. But, I mean, I was dead wrong on that. The numbers speak for themselves. I hope that it stays because that is a key. We, we talk about building out of the diamond all the time, guys, right? Center field, shortstop, second base, and the catching position. It's just so hard to find offensive production. And when he is right, it elevates this team much more quickly than we thought it would take, given what happened in 21. Chris, leave me with this. We've kind of come to the conclusion that they just got to run Corbin Martin out there every fifth day for the rest of the season, see what they have in him. Look, Dallas Keuchel, I don't blame him for trying. That was a disaster. It didn't work. But Martin is a guy they traded. Granky, he was one of the pieces coming back. They might as well see what they have from him out of a, uh, over an extended period of time. I think you're exactly right. right? I mean, what do you really, realistically have to lose at this point? D-backs are six and a half out of that final wild card spot. They're certainly within shouting distance, but you need to know what you have moving forward. He's a young pitcher. Brent Strom really talks him up quite a bit. He loves the stuff, and that's great, but we're seeing a consistent theme with Corbin Martin, which is an inability sometimes to locate the breaking ball. He walks a lot of batters. Just give him a run for two months. Figure out if this is going to work out, and then you can come up with a game plan in the offseason, and if it does work out, out. Look at how you've positioned yourself now moving into 23. So obviously, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm with you. I really hope that he is that number five guy. He's out there every fifth day and through the good times and bad. Just let the kid learn what he can do at the big league level and see what you got. Chris, we appreciate the time as always. Uh, thank you for your final conversation with us after you win Mega Millions. We appreciate it. We've appreciated every time you've come on with us this season. Really have. Guys, I appreciate what you've done for me. Uh, if it doesn't work out, I just want to say I've always been a huge fan of the Islanders and what they do. So uh, <laughs> smart, very hey, smart. My, Try my, to get in on that if you my can. My wife is telling me Raising Cane's bought fifty thousand tickets too. What's going on you guys here? Have, you guys have no chance. You have Fellas, no. We're outmanned and we're outgunned here. Man, <laughs> fifty thousand tickets. <laughs> we are outmanned and outgunned. It's it's right out of Hamilton for goodness' sakes. Thanks, Chris. We appreciate it. Take it easy, guys. You got it, Chris Garagioli.